During the um, past few months, we have been focusing on the Gospel of Matthew and working our way through some of Jesus' remarkable teachings. And we haven't been paying as much attention to the circumstances and the setting of those teachings, but, but we've been looking at specifically what Jesus is saying to his followers and today we'll do the same, but, but I need to make note with you of, of how Jesus' circumstance has changed. Um, Jesus is no longer out uh, in the country on the highways and byways. Um, he has come into the city of Jerusalem we, at, at the time that we typically call Palm Sunday. He has entered Jerusalem and now he is in the temple doing this teaching and um, the uh, the distress of that situation and his presence there um, has has uh, elevated uh, significantly. So if if you'll um, if you'll stand with me now um, to receive the gospel, we are in the twenty first chapter of Matthew. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said. By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they they argued with one another. If, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe John? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all of them regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. What do you think, Jesus asked? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I suppose I was a um, a junior or senior in high school, or maybe maybe I was a college student home for the summer. And one Saturday morning, my mother came to me and asked, "Mike, are you are you going to the mall today?" And I said, "No, Mom, I'm I have no plans to go to the mall today. Don't know that I need anything there." She said, "Okay," and she went on her way. She left the house for a while and then came back. And after a while, I, I got my, myself ready and 
I headed out the door and I said, I'll see you later. And she said, wait, wait, wait. She said, I thought you weren't going anywhere today. And I said, no, I didn't say I wasn't going anywhere. I said I wasn't going to the mall. You asked me if I was going to the mall. She said, well, the reason I asked was I I needed something. And I thought if you were going somewhere, you could stop by the mall and get it for me. And I wouldn't have to go out. But I've already gone and gotten what I needed. And she said that rather accusingly. And then I did it. I said something that I wished I'd never said. I said something that has haunted me for most of my life. I think maybe in recent years she's forgotten because I haven't heard it in a while. But I said, well, mother, I guess you just didn't ask me the right question. Oh, have I paid for that? Have I ever paid for that? But, you know, I've I've thought about that over the years. And, um, you know, asking asking the right question is important. And, uh, and I always got reminded of that. I would hear my mother ruminate out loud sometimes and my dad too. Well, now let's see. We've got to be careful to ask Mike the right question if we want to know anything. So what would be the right question today? I say, just ask me what you want. I'll, you know, we'll talk about it for a while. One of those moments. Asking the right question can be something that, 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 that leads us just in the direction we want to go. It can be something Awfully important, thinking about the questions we ask and asking the right question. Uh, a construction crew was was laying a, a drain line one day uh, as part of a new building that they were building. And, and as they were digging the trench to lay this this drain line, they uncovered a power cable that that cut directly across in their path. And so they they halted what they were doing. That they knew that they. They were in danger here. They could be in danger with this this electrical cable. And and, uh, so they called in uh, someone from the power company to take a look at it. And the the worker came over and he looked at it. And uh, uh, he he assured the workers that 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 cable was no longer used. That cable was dead. uh, No danger. Uh, Go ahead and, uh, and cut it out of the way. And then the foreman asked him, Are you sure there's no danger from this cable. Absolutely was the reply. Go ahead, take it out of the way. So the foreman handed the electrician the cutters and he said, why don't you cut it for us? And he hesitated for a moment and he said, well, I'm not that sure. <laughs> I'm not that sure. You see, the, the, there was an occasion where where the foreman asked just the right question. He wanted to be absolutely sure it was safe. One one Sunday in the church that I served, you'll be glad to know it wasn't this one. We were trying to decide um, whether we should start an, an evening Bible study during the fall. And so the young, inexperienced pastor distributed a survey. Do you think there should be an evening Bible study? Well, the answer that came back was overwhelming. Absolutely. There were, there were 50 people who said, oh yes, yes, we should have a Bible study on Tuesday evening. But then the very wise senior pastor came to me and he said, Mike, he said, I'm afraid you asked the wrong question. 
I said, oh, this sounds familiar. <laughs> I said, well, what should, I, what should I have asked? He said, you asked, do you think there should be a Bible study on Tuesday evening? What you should have asked is, will you come <laughs> to a Bible study? And, and so I went back and redid the little survey and asked again. The, uh, uh, the number of yes responses was quite different. And, and it wasn't a higher number. Uh, there were many fewer who would be willing to come. Asking the right question can be vitally important. It can get you in trouble sometimes, but it can be vitally important. Let, let me, let me step back and, and come at this, this parable that Jesus told, um, and, and set it in its, its, uh, its context. I mentioned to you already that Jesus was in Jerusalem and this was, this was his last week in Jerusalem. Things were, were pretty tense and they were going to get tenser as the week went on. He entered the temple as was his practice and his habit and, um, those those religious leaders who were offended by Jesus and who had issues with him were already plotting against him. They viewed him as a threat. His, his teachings challenged their teachings and their tradition. They were already determined to do what they needed to do to silence him. So they began by asking him some questions. By what authority are you doing the things that you are doing? Who gave you, who gave you the right to step into Jerusalem and into our temple to teach and to perform miracles? It was an, it was an obvious trap. Um, no matter how Jesus answered that question, he would have been in trouble. They would have, they would have incriminated him further. But knowing it was a trap, he asked a question of his own. Do you think that the baptism of John came from heaven? Or was it of human origin? Well, the question caught those, those religious leaders by surprise and, and they didn't quite know how to answer because that question was a trap too. If we say that John's baptism was from heaven, that, that, that he was God's representative doing the work of God, then, then Jesus will say to us, well then, why didn't you believe him? Why didn't you follow him? On the other hand, if we say that, that John's authority was of human origin and that what he was doing, you know, he did because he wanted to without any sanction from God, it might cause a riot. Because there are many in the crowd around us here who thought that John, who, that was a prophet and he was indeed sent by God. They realized, they realized that Jesus had put them in a no-win situation too, just like they had done to him. No matter how they answered, they would be in trouble. So finally they said, we don't know. And Jesus told them he wouldn't answer their question either. If they're not willing to step into the fray and allow themselves to get in trouble, why should he do the same? Sometimes, sometimes we ask the wrong questions. And, and that's what was going on with these religious leaders and, and with Jesus. They got involved in, in the wrong questions. Not bad questions, but not the right questions for that time and place. Not questions that were going to draw them closer together. Not questions that were going to increase their understanding of each other. Not questions that, that were going to decrease the conflict between them. And those religious officials, we're, we're accustomed to accusing them and to finding fault with them. You know, there was Jesus, Son of God, 
standing right before them and they failed to recognize him. They had the opportunity to learn from him, to explore some matters they didn't understand. They had the chance to engage God himself in conversation. But they asked the wrong questions. They forfeited the opportunity. Professor John Powell told a story about a student of his um, who uh, begrudgingly took one of his theology courses at Loyola University. It soon became evident that this student, Tommy was his name, Tommy didn't want to study theology, and he didn't like being in that class, but it was a required course. He had to take it. Near the end of the class, he finally piped up and he said, Professor Powell, I have a question for you. Do you think that I will ever find God? Do you think I will ever find God? Tommy asked John Powell. And, uh, well, the professor knew that this young man was not only cynical about God, but, but he was also the self-appointed atheist in residence in that particular class. And so he thought for a moment, and then he said to this young man, and it was an honest response, but he said, Tommy, the answer is no. I don't think you will ever find God. But I am absolutely certain that God will find you. Well, the semester ended and Tommy graduated and Professor Powell didn't see or hear from him for a long time. But then one day, that particular young man walked into the professor's office. And there was something different about him. He told his former teacher that he had been diagnosed with a terminal illness and he didn't have much longer to live. His once youthful body had already started to deteriorate. But his eyes were bright and his face was aglow. What I really came to see you about, Tommy said, was what you said to me on the last day of class. When the doctors removed the lump that they found in me and told me that it was was malignant. Well, I really got serious about locating God. I really began to look hard, banging my fist against the doors of heaven, you might say. But God didn't come out. In fact, nothing happened. As it turned out, he said, I think I was asking the wrong question. He went on to tell Father Powell about that, that, that he never really had a good relationship with his dad. Tommy didn't want to die, however, without expressing his love for his father. So, so he went home one day. He said, my dad was reading the newspaper and it was awkward for me. But finally I found the words. Dad, he said, dad, I love you. That's all. I just wanted you to know that. And he said, the newspaper fluttered to the floor and my father did two things I can never remember him doing before. He said, Tommy said his dad cried and he reached out and he hugged me. Tommy told Father Powell and God was there. There in that living room at that moment. He didn't come to me when I pleaded with him. But the important thing is that he found me when I needed him. Sometimes we ask the wrong questions. We look in the wrong directions. And sometimes 
the answers just come to us. Jesus told the the religious officials that day a, a parable. A farmer had two sons. The father went to his first son and said, "Go in the work, go and work in the vineyard today. Go and work in the fields." The son was somewhat rebellious and he said, "No, I won't." The father, disappointed, said nothing further to him, but went on to the second son and asked if he would help out in the vineyard. And he said, I go, sir. That's what the the story says. Any parent would be proud of such a child. With the assurance that the second son would help, the father went to work in another part of his, his vineyard. But things didn't quite turn out the way the father expected. The first son, who said, I will not, well, he changed his mind. And spent the day working in his father's vineyard. And the second one who said, I go, sir, also had a change of heart. Maybe some friends came by and and, uh, asked him to go with them. The second son who promised to help his father didn't do it. Jesus asked the chief priests and the elders, which of the two did what his father wanted? Well, the first one they answered. And they didn't understand Jesus Parable. They never dreamed it was about them. They were the ones, you see, those religious leaders who were challenging Jesus, they were the ones who had been using all the right words, going through all the right ceremonies. They had God on their lips, but not in their hearts. They had said yes to God, but God was not real to them. They said yes to God, but then they went their own way. Sometimes we are blind to God's activity in our midst. Sometimes we're so focused on ourselves and our dreams and our goals that we ask the wrong questions. We look in the wrong directions. Thus, we're unable to find God and to identify God's actions in our midst and God's call upon our lives. Jesus, Jesus reminded those officials of the preaching of John the Baptist. Tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners believed John. Jesus said, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Change was possible even for these men who were too blind to see. They did not realize that Jesus' message of grace and love, repentance and forgiveness was for them too. There's a haunting story that comes out of the Second World War. It's about a a little Jewish boy who was living with his family in a small Polish village. All the members of his community were gathered up by the Nazis one day and taken away. But this particular little boy happened to escape. He he hid himself from the conscription. And in the evening of that day, when everyone in the village was taken away, all the Jewish people in the village were taken away, In the evening of that day, thoroughly alone and frightened as he'd never been before, this little guy made his way to the nearest house where he saw light in the window. And he rapped on the door and asked the woman who answered for some help. But she immediately recognized him as one of the Jewish children in town and and knew that if, if she helped him, that she would create trouble for herself and her family and perhaps be taken away too. And so she screamed at him to go away and slammed her door in his face. And so he went to the next house and the next one finding the same response. 
Until finally, in desperation, he knocked on a door. But just before the lady told him to leave and slammed the door in his face, he cried out to her, Look at me! Look at me! Look! Don't you recognize me? I am the Jesus you say you love. That lady froze in her tracks for what seemed like an eternity. And then with tears streaming down her face, she threw her arms open and gathered him up and took him inside. She cleaned him up and fed him and gave him a home. There was a turning point in that child's life and in that woman's life and in her family's life and in the life of that whole Polish community. The turning point came from a child asking the right question. Don't you recognize me? I'm the Jesus you say you love. I wonder if those religious officials ever got the point of Jesus' parable. They wasted the opportunity of a lifetime because they got caught up asking Jesus trivial, self-motivated questions. The wrong questions, when they could have easily asked the right ones. Questions such like, such as, how can I follow you today, Jesus? Who can I take your love to today? How can I speak up for you today? Who needs to experience your kindness today? Asking the right questions can make all the difference. Amen.